jobs Friday night But thank you Lord, it's two checks It's two checks, two checks Yeah Game of spades, being a flight I'm talking ten straight books You got damn right, now who's next? Off my table. Who's next, who's next? Yeah. Huh? I don't dance a boogie Somebody tell a DJ, put on my song We grown and we want a two-step We want a two-step uh, That's the new flex That's the new flex Yeah, two-step to this What's up, everybody? Welcome to Worldwide Crypto and Gaming. I'm your host, Dragon Rider, baby. And today, man, I got a very special one. Uh, <laughs> man, man, it's been crazy, man. This guy's schedule is all over the place, man. And I'm just fortunate enough to get a little bit of his time, man. Let's welcome to the stage for the next Behind the Bull podcast, baby, Mr. Overt Flow. Yo, what's going on? Thank you very much for having me. And I apologize for my terrible schedule but here we are here we are hey it's all good man hey like i say dude i, I really appreciate your time you're a very very busy guy man and just getting getting the opportunity to just wrangle you in a little bit man hey hey i'm very very fortunate and i really appreciate it hey thank you for having me absolutely so yeah before we really get into uh overt flow let's get a little background man because you've been all over the place you know you've been uh um uh martial arts instructor or mma instructor you was uh oh man we gotta really get into the whole uh gamestop thing and then uh because <laughs> man I, hey you pull up your name anywhere and it's like the very first thing that pops up <laughs> bro it's crazy that it still is like the first thing to pop up because like i feel like i've done so much and it was so it was you know man i was thinking about it the other day i stopped wearing a gamestop in 2015 so that's so long ago for it to still wow. be a major thing that people recognize me for. Yeah. Um, even I went to a GameStop the other day. I bought a couple of PlayStation 5s um, for some gifts. And I went the other day and one of the managers was like, you look so familiar. And I was like, I explained to them who I was and stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're the dude who leaked Black Ops 3 <laughs> forever ago. He's like, I was a manager at a store and I remember, I remember hearing about it. Oh like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm just a I'm just a big fan. Activision, Call of Duty, I'm a big fan. Okay, absolutely. You can't stop the the passion for for something, you know. And I think that after you know after of course going through the uh, through all that, they realize that I'm not a, a terrible person. I'm not a I'm not a hacker per se. That's taking all the information. I'm simply a man with a passion for gaming, you know? So, so, so now we're you get caught though, man. That's the thing. Like, like, yeah, man, that's crazy. You get, so like another, another employee snitch on you. Like, like how'd that happen? You know, it was either the other employees snitching on me or it could perhaps be that I made a lot of posts to my social media <laughs> account. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, basically, uh, I was posting it on social media and, and that was really what got me. But you know, sometimes in life you gotta you gotta what what is it saying? You gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet, you know? That's right. That's so, right. So yeah, basically Love. quick rundown for anybody who's unfamiliar, I guess. I'll give the 30-second spiel on what happened. Yeah. I was working in GameStop for a long time. I was um I was I was a GA, which is like the very uh first thing that you ever are, but I was I kind of had the privileges of an SGA. Like I, I got the store keys and all that stuff. 
Uh, And when Black Ops 3, before it was announced, we actually, GameStop used to get the marketing materials like maybe two weeks early. The store that I was at, I was at a major store in Las Vegas. And so when the Activision package came in, nobody knew what game it was going to be yet. If it was going to be a Black Ops game or a new new, uh, title in the series. And so yeah. I had opened up the the stuff early. I leaked some of the posters. Um, I was the one who originally announced that it was going to be Black Ops 3. And so from there, I ended up getting called. Like, I posted on YouTube, on my Twitter and all that. And then, um, you know, a couple weeks later, I got called in for some extra hours. I was like, yeah, definitely. I would love to do that. I come in and my district manager is there along with, uh, and he's on the phone with a rep from Activision. And they're like, hey. And I thought that I was getting a promotion. Like, and everybody yeah. in the store was like, yo, this dude's getting a promotion. <laughs> They're like, the district manager's here. Like, we think that you're gonna get your own store, whatever. And I go in the back and he's like, he's like, uh, hey, so you're great. Everybody loves you here. Uh, you're a nice kid, but you're dumb because <laughs> you know, we've seen um that you were opening up our street date, our street date and marketing packages early. Uh, here's the rep from Activision. They ran through this. They're like, yo, you have a really robust following, 30,000 followers. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're posting all this stuff about Call of Duty. And we see that you open up the packages early. And so you're fired. <laughs> also, you're going to be uh, up to a $10,000 fine unless you delete all of the posts about it. And I was like, I had never seen $10,000 oh, wow. in my life. You know, so I was like, shoot, dude, this is bad. And uh, anyways, I got fired. <laughs> the story on youtube and that was actually the initial thing that blew up my youtube channel i already had a good following you know like thirty thousand subscribers back in 2015 was yeah and that but from the time that that happened like within a year i I had five hundred thousand subscribers so that's a big jump and um yeah i was making more money off of my youtube channel than i would have made in a year like in a month i would make more money than i would have made in a year at gamestop so That's what happened. They were upset with me for a while, but then uh, probably by the next year, they were like GameStop flew me to events. Um, this is when they first started working with influencers. So GameStop started flying me to events. Uh, Activision was flying me out to the uh, the new Call of Duty. Like when they would fly out all the creators to new Call of Duty games, I was being flown out. Um, so it all it all smoothed over in the end, and they yeah, realized yeah. I didn't do it out of malicious intent. I did yeah. it because I was just such a massive fan of the yeah. um the gaming industry you know that's amazing though man so so how, how'd you um like in, in your beginnings of of like your your content creation like mm-hmm. like how how did, how did you know to the, like okay this is what i want to do i want to do like gaming content or whatever like how'd you get how'd you get started into that uh you know what i i just always like since i was a kid bro i was always posting on gaming message boards and all that stuff i played a lot of video games ever since i was a little kid i lived in a neighborhood where there wasn't a lot of other kids. And so I was just always gaming. And so I was always on like video game message boards, like uh, GameSpot and uh, GameFAQs. Yeah. And I was just always talking about gaming on there. And then when YouTube came out, um, I started making, like it just was an easy transition because I went from making like creative posts about gaming, like on a message board to making videos about it, right? And then yeah. Call of Duty was really big. Uh, I think that I posted my initial... I started posting on YouTube. I think I made my first ever post on YouTube in 2007, maybe. And then wow. I started my overflow channel in 2000. I want to say it was 2010 that I started actually making Call of Duty content. 
uh, it was during Black Ops 1. So uh, 2010 was when I first started making content. I made a lot of like sniper montages and stuff like that. But it was really yeah. an easy transition to go from talking about games to making videos about games. And it was never like the, the only reason why I did it is because I wanted more friends to talk about video games with. That's all. Yeah. You know, that's what's up, man. So, so is that how'd you come up with the name Overt Flow? Because obviously that's not your real name. No, it is. Really? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Ro Romanian. No, uh, uh, basically, I had a friend when I was a kid, and he's still actually kind of my friend to this day. I just don't see him as often. But I had a friend who had an older brother that made music, and now the guy owns like major clubs in Miami and stuff, which is cool. So he really, wow. he really went a good path. And here I am playing video games. So, <laughs> but. He had a music studio and he was like eight. So my friend's older brother was, I think he was eight years older than us. And he used to make like a bunch of hip hop music and like reggaeton music and stuff like that. And so when we would go over his house, we'd want me and my, my friends would want to go into the studio with him. But we were like way young and he's, he kind of like uh, would tell us, hey, if you want to come in the studio, like you got to develop your own, your own stage name, basically. Like, like what's yeah. your rap name going to be? And I just always was like trying to be creative right and i was like yeah. oh a flow like the the flow of the song is good so if there's an overflow then there would be like the song would be like wow the flow is crazy but if it was an overt flow it'd be obvious obviously the song goes crazy is what i was thinking it's like overt okay. means obvious flow like yeah like, you know and so i just thought it was a cool play on words and now that i look back i probably would have named myself something easier like my real name is pj and so when yeah. I meet people, I say, what's up? My name is PJ. Like pajamas, nice to meet you. <laughs> so that people remember like, oh, PJ, oh, pajamas. Okay. I wish that I would have just went with that because I probably have lost a million followers because they can't find me because like nobody went, <laughs> oh, what is overt? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we came up with it. Man, hey, that's a neat story, man. You know, it's, it, it's interesting to to to, to uh, hear how how individuals come up with their their different uh, names and stuff. You know, as far as their like, uh, I guess I don't know what you call it, like your show name. You know? What yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> my my stage name. Yeah. <laughs> but man, so all right, so so you go from from content, so so you go from content creator um, to uh to to being fired from GameStop. And then, you know, after that, like, how'd you get into the uh, MMA? Uh, so I have been doing jujitsu for, yeah. uh, shoot, dude, like since 2006. I think I started my first jujitsu class in 2006. So, um, yeah, I just been doing, I've been doing jujitsu for so long, dude, since I've been a teenager. Uh, my dad saw the UFC one time, and that's all it took for him to go sign me up at an MMA gym. And I just ended up really liking jujitsu, so I just stuck with jujitsu. Um, I had a little stint of teaching at a UFC gym for a while. Uh, I've done, obviously, I've had like boxing matches and stuff like that. But the main thing that I that I do is Brazilian jujitsu. So I'm a black belt in that. About to be a first degree black belt, and um, yeah, that's just been doing it my whole life. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> I bet you meet, meet a lot of interesting people on 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 the mat, though, huh? No, I de I definitely do. I've trained with um because I'm based in Vegas, so I've trained with you know a ton of legends, bunch of UFC fighters, bunch of <clears throat> famous people, like um anybody from Nick Diaz to Nicholas Cage, 
Um, so I've trained yeah. with like everybody. Yeah. Russ so legit. Yo, it's actually I'm I'm legit, bro. I'm a I'm a I don't like to pretend that I'm the best black belt around, but I mean I'm definitely a a good black belt, and I've trained with everybody. I'm a I'm a Gracie jujitsu black belt, so uh you know that carries some weight to it, which is nice. Uh, and uh-huh. I, I really it's probably my biggest accomplishment. To, I mean, I have a few accomplishments. I think that having a million followers was massive for me. Having a black belt is massive to me. Competing yeah. on the uh, YouTube boxing events, especially the original one, is massive to me. Those are some of my most favorite and biggest accomplishments, I guess. So, so how did how did it come up with from from the, with the opportunity for you to get into the boxing scene? So back in 2018, let me take you all way back. Oh, all right, way back to 2018, <laughs> before most of y'all were even born, potentially. Um, I was making Call of Duty content, and then. Uh, Fortnite came out. I was making, I went, I was making Fortnite content. I went and I was living with my homie Keemstar. If we all know, are, are familiar with Keem. Yeah. Uh, he runs drama alert, which is basically YouTube TMZ. Right. And so I was living with him at the time in New York and KSI had just, when I first went up there, I think KSI was just about to have his fight with Joe Weller. And I had known KSI since like 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. And he called out Logan Poole, Jake Poole, any of the pools. And they started making that event. Um, and I was living with Kim at the time. And we were just kind of talking about the potential for me to fight on that. Because I, I do jiu-jitsu, obviously way different than boxing, which we've all yeah. seen uh, what happens to somebody who boxes. Me and Dylan Dennis <laughs> went in there with zero boxing and only jiu-jitsu training. And, uh, you know... <laughs> We did not win, but did we make it a good viral moment for the team? Yeah, yeah, sure, bro. Uh, FaZe Sensei at the time was training KSI. So FaZe Sensei was one of KSI's coaches. When the fight time came around, uh, Sensei had a few opponents drop out. And I was like, dude, you know what? Nobody's going to fight him. He's the only person. I I believe that he was a professional kickboxer at the time. Uh So nobody was going to fight Sensei. And I was like, you know what? I call up JJ, I call up Keem, I call up Sensei. I'm like, yo, let's get this done. I'll I'll fight him on the card because I'm not a boxer, but I have competed in combat sports. And I think that putting that fight together for that original Logan Paul versus KSI card uh, really, I think, legitimized the card as well. Because besides Jake Paul, Logan Paul, KSI, and Deji, uh, they were actually training hard for the fight. Uh Everybody else on the fight was just really it only an influencer right like that's all it was only a youtuber only an influencer only like gaming guys and me and sensei were the only like legitimate martial artists on the card i would say because at the time i was a purple belt in jujitsu yeah. but i had also done like some kempo karate uh i did a little bit of kickboxing before like mma striking um i i did a uh, like shaolin kung fu and a bunch of other like martial arts right so i think that me and face sensei really helped legitimize the card and that that initial fight like really built uh the phase sensei legacy as well within the influencer community because he went out mm-hmm. there and he did everything that he was supposed to do uh after having built up so much by ksi and people knew of him for being a sensei that's literally his yeah. name right yeah. so yeah that's how i got involved with that i was the only one willing and ready to accept the opportunity which i think speaks a lot of people can learn from that man did i did i win the match no but I got out of there and I, I entered into something that I was uncomfortable with. Yeah. And it really, you know, made me a pioneer of this influencer industry 
um, which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man, because you, not a lot of people get to to have that type of experience. It's, it, you know, it, it's or even willing to be like, hey, you know what? Let me get in a ring with somebody. Let, let's- oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, think about it. My first ever boxing fight. First off, like we talked about it for like a couple months and I never knew if it was even going to happen, bro. I wasn't even sure, but I think I got the contract, like the legitimate contract, like three weeks out. And that's when I was like, oh shoot, like this is, I, I honestly, for a while I was like saying it was going to happen all that, but I didn't know for a fact, you know? Yeah. You never really know for a fact until it actually happens. We talked about it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I got the contract three weeks out and my first ever boxing fight was really with just a few weeks of training. And it was against a guy who had been hitting people since he was four. And it was in front of 20,000 people and not just any, ter- it wasn't, wasn't just any kind of people. It was English people. And it wasn't any kind of English people. It was Manchester people. And if you know anything about Manchester, them boys like to get a little rowdy out there. So <laughs> there are a lot of fisticuffs <laughs> happening out there. And Man, to fight in front of 20,000 screaming Manchester, Manchesterian, I don't even know what they are, Manchester, Manchesterians? It's kind of scary, yeah. dude. <laughs> you know, I never, yeah, I was just, it was crazy, but yeah. But the feeling was probably dope, though, man. You know, it probably oh. heart pumping. I mean, it's like, they out here yelling and cheering, man. It's, you know. <laughs> it was honestly like, I'm going to go ahead and say it was, Probably even to this day, it might've been, it might be the crazy experience of my life. Like, because the arena was packed. I think before us, like Britney Spears had just headlined at the arena, uh, Ariana Grande headlined at the same arena. And we had the, I I think that we had more packed than any of them, man. We had 20, I think it was 22,000 people there. Um, I think the arena holds 21, 21, five, but with the standing people, it was like 22,000, I believe. And, that so I, I I really went out to Manchester to to get beat up in front of twenty thousand people, which is crazy. <laughs> I felt like I was walking out to my to my public execution. <laughs> but hey, you know what, what they say? It's it's all about the journey, though, right? <laughs> it really is, dude. It really is. And so even though I've had a few fights since then, I think there was twenty thousand people there for the first one. I think that I had seven thousand people at the Phase Temper one, and then I fought. Um, in LA in front of 10,000 people on mogul moves by Ludwig. So those were all crazy experiences. And, but I think that the first, the first time it happens is always a, a massive memory, obviously. So that was probably the craziest night of my life. Nice. Nice. So how did you get to meet the Paul brothers? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. really, I, I would say that I'm, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, man, but you already know, like being on the internet, I would say that I'm close with Logan. Like, and when I say close, I mean, I could text him right now and he'll text me back. Like, so that's dope. Logan's my guy. And I, you know, I went through a time period during the pandemic, especially of talking with Logan a good amount about like content and stuff, just through like Twitter DMS and, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know Jake. I met him once, uh, but I've hung out with Logan maybe like four times. And then I've just kind of spoken to him a bit. So like, like I said, it's not like we're like, friends friends yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you ask me I, I would consider logan to be a friend i could shoot a message right now and hood me back so i'd say that's we're friendly up. you know yeah yeah that's what's up that's what's up you know because i was just talking about this with uh one of my uh with another friend you know and it was like you know a lot of these uh you you, you get to a point to where some some influencers or or you know what we call influencers will you know they'll they'll get that to that 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 
level of popularity and they just kind of just oh you know oh you can't you can't text me or you can't talk to me unless you so-and-so or you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah no i definitely understand that man and i also really i the the first few times that i went to la to hang out with like the phase boys or to hang out with any other like popular influencers yeah. i really always kind of heard and i felt like people were a little bit flaky you know like people were hard to get in touch with or whatever but i i, I realized pretty quickly that it's not that people are so flaky like you might even say that i'm a little bit flaky or i'm tough to get a hold of because i totally spaced on the first podcast we were supposed to do oh. and then today <laughs> i'm late you know and i and i apologize for that um oh, that's but all good man i i appreciate that and um but really it's just that people at once you get so busy with this, people just have a million things going on, especially in LA. Like there's always yeah. a billion things happening. And sometimes it can, it's just overwhelming to anybody, no matter who you are, even if you have a team, unless things become like, unless you have a, a wrangler, right. Unless you have somebody on you who's like, yo, three fifteen, we got to be here. It, yeah. it is, it is overwhelming, you know? So um, there's just so much going on in the industry. It's hard to keep track of everything. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I like to say I totally understand that because I mean it, it, even as, it, even at, at my level right now, dude, it's like this is like a full time job, man. Oh it's, yeah, it, it's it is it's crazy. Like like people don't understand. Like I very I'm very fortunate enough to have a very understanding wife. And yeah, you know, oh yeah, dude. Sometimes That's... she's like, "Are you serious? You're scheduled all you know. You got time, you know what I mean." But at the same time, she understands. You know, I'm I'm building a brand, and I'm actually excited about this, and 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 getting to 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 talk to people that I I would never have thought in you know in a million years that I get to talk to and stuff with doing this and she understands that so I, I, i'm very very fortunate that i haven't been divorced in my <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, you I know definitely get it man you guys are super super busy you know especially you know with uh you got deals and stuff like that man and you got to keep up with and and like say it a lot, a lot of people don't like say a lot of people that aren't doing this. They don't understand that, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And even with that being said, I kind of want to um ride that train right into the uh, talking about Hassan. And I'm sure that you've seen the drama around Hassan lately where he's talking about having a well, people are building up to be something it isn't. And listen, I'm not the biggest Hassan fan as far as his takes. I like the guy in person. He's always nice to me. Yeah. Uh, Hassan Piker, I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> but he just brought up, well, I'm going to say what people are building it up to be. And then I'm going to say what I actually think. So yeah. people were saying how Hassan's talking about being a streamer is actually harder than a regular nine to five. And he, he, it's not his exact quote, but that's what people are saying. They're like, how could sitting at your desk be harder than a nine to five dude? But think about the amount of people that are trying this and the amount of people that are actually good at it and the amount of people that can make a full-time job out of it. And I don't think that, and I think that what he specifically said is that a nine to five can be grueling. It can be strenuous and it can be physically hard, but it doesn't suck the soul out of you like yeah. doing streaming does or doing content creation does. And I, what, what I gather from that and how I feel about it is doing this is like, like you said, it takes up as much time or more than a full-time job. When I do a nine to five, when I did a nine to five, it's, it's relatively easy to clock in and go on autopilot and get all your stuff done and then clock out and completely forget about work for the weekend. 
You know, Absolutely. this is never done, dude. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I I could wake up at like 1 a.m. See, that's a lie. I Everybody knows I'm already <laughs> awake at that time. My schedule is <laughs> atrocious, dude. Like I, I literally sleep till like 3 p.m. most days. But I can always do something. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I could be like, well, shoot, I'll just work for six hours because the job's never done. So yeah. for me, um, I, I totally understand where he's coming from, but it's it's hard. To, you have we, we have a luxury job to be able to do this and make money. It is a luxury. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. When yeah. I go places, I get treated a little bit differently. Um, people recognize, but that comes with good and bad, bro. I get treated better sometimes, but also I can never turn off because if I'm out and I make a mistake at an event, that could come back and bite me too. So it's almost like you're always in the public eye to yeah. some extent. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I, I do want to say that while I while I don't agree with all of Hassan's takes, I do agree what he essentially is saying is that running your own business can be tougher than a nine to five which is just true pretty much you know that's just like an objective fact and i think that anybody who runs their own business would say the same thing whether it's you do content creation or you own your own restaurant down the street it's harder to run the restaurant than it is to work at the restaurant most of the time i mean that's just like any business owner you know what i mean yeah. it's like you, you you've got the you have the stress of making sure that everything is on point, everything, especially with like consecration. I've, I've really noticed, dude, it is hard to, to, for one, to even get in an algorithm yeah, where yeah. you're noticed. And then two, to stay in it is another, it's another for thing. Sure, you know, bro. Like, and I, I think it also goes to a, a thing. And I, I, if you're, if you're really hyper, if you're somebody who's in the top 0.01% and you're just making money left and right, do I think that it's easy? Uh, yes, it becomes easier as you get better at it, but to break in and make a thousand dollars a month, dude, to even make a grand a month, it took me like seven years of making content, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, come on. I think that I started making content in 09 and I didn't even like my first checks were like for $30, dude. And I think that I didn't even see a thousand dollars until 20. I think I saw my first grand from a check in like 2014, maybe. Wow. So five years of making content before I saw a check. And for anybody who doesn't think that, I, I think it's similar along with every, everything else in life, dude. Oh, you're a jujitsu black belt. So what you just, you just hold somebody down. Like I can do that. <laughs> All right, dude. Come oh, you on. Just get in front of a camera, turn it on. I can do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do it then bro. Make, make a thousand videos, make a grand this month off of it. It's, yeah. tough. it's tough, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. Tough. Especially like if you get on and, and it's like just you, it, oh yeah! Was, like when I first started out, man, just just getting in, it's like I'm like, oh, you know, you, you know, it had that Ricky Bobby moment of, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, man. And and that's not to downplay anybody's position because no matter what you're doing, it's tough work, especially if you put everything into it. Because I know for sure, like I know for sure, when I was working at GameStop, it was tough because I was trying to be the best one I could be. When I do yeah. jiu-jitsu, it's tough because I'm trying to be the best I could be. When I'm making content, it's tough because I'm trying to really reach the most amount of people and be the best that I could be. So I guess it also depends on people's um, uh, level of ambition too, man, because some people are really happy just like putting in a little bit of effort and getting some back. And some people want to go 100%, man. And, and you know, I, we're all built differently, man. And different things make different people happy. Um, but for sure, bro, uh, any job is still a job, right? Yeah, but it's different when you kind of 
for me, like, like I kind of just make it to where I enjoy doing it. Cause for, for a little while there, man, it was like, I was in it for a year and a half grinding and, and doing crypto content, uh, especially when you're not, you know, when you didn't get that initial like uh surge of, of people coming in and you're coming in after that surge, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's, it was a harder grind, man. And I'm talking about, I was pumping out like, like five amas a week plus video plus shorts plus you know what i mean and like i took like three months off from, from doing anything just be like you know what this is whoa it's, wait it's a, a minute of, bro and and look and not to downplay what you've done but like because that's awesome five a week is great but that's still only a year and a half in you're still new to the space yeah. at a year and a half you're really not like like i still feel new in so many ways and i've been doing it for a decade you know like yeah. i've had i've I've had viral videos for a decade now. You know what I mean? And I'm not even yeah. that popular. You know? Yeah. So like, dang, it's still, it's still early, bro. It's still early for you. Got, you got a lot, you got a, a, a big future ahead because you're really just starting still. And even crypto yeah. is just starting. If you, you want to think about it like that, crypto is still so new. It's yeah. still like a niche thing, you know? Yeah. And people who are in the space might say, oh, well, you know, uh crypto like sometimes you're a little bit too close to the to, what is the expression too close to the trees to see the forest right yeah yeah, you can't yeah. See the, something like you can't that see the for, can't see the forest for the trees yeah something like that right so yeah. like some people are too close and they're like well this bubble is already so big you know but it's because you're so close you know like yeah. gaming to me was massive my whole life because i was on like bro i was 15 on on video game message boards like wow gaming is massive and then when I was doing YouTube videos, wow, gaming is massive. And now that I, I haven't been a YouTuber for quite, I actually just started posting YouTube shorts. And so yeah. now I'm back. I think I'm, I'm on my YouTube channel. I hit the, a million views this month for the first time in like nice years, bro. Like I used to get like a few million views a month back in, bro, 2015, 2016, 2017. Yeah. And so back then that was massive. What's 500,000 subscribers with inflation? You know what I'm saying? Like I probably had yeah. 2 million subscribers basically <laughs> if you think about it back then. But I was making like no money compared to the, what people, if I had the same amount of views now as I was getting then, I'd be making so much more money. I used to beg brands for like $100 brand deals. And now when I get a brand deal for anything, it's like $2,000 minimum, you yeah. know? And now the companies see the value in it. Whereas before it wasn't there, but now, you know, it, it has become more mainstream to some degree. And, you know, it just, I would have never imagined having months where I'm looking at a hundred thousand dollar months. You know what I mean? I would have never yeah. seen that coming because I was so excited to even have $800 months. Yeah, absolutely. So how'd you, how'd you get into your first like brand deal? Like how'd that, that, that work over? So uh, I don't know for sure what my first brand deal was. I don't think, but I know that my first major sponsorship was with G Fuel. Okay. So yeah. big shout out to G Fuel. G Fuel. Big shout out to G Here. Fuel, baby. One of the greatest. <laughs> but I was making content. I hit 100,000 subscribers and I went to a gaming event. I believe I was at an MLG. I want to say I was at MLG Orlando was like my first one, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and I approached and I didn't want to talk to G Fuel uh, over the uh, Internet because I was like, you know, it's so tough to dismiss all like when you get a million messages a day. It's so tough yeah. to decipher which ones are good and which ones are whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to an event. I'm going to meet these guys in person. And uh, that's what I did. I went to an event. I talked to them. I said, here's my channel. I, I 
uh, really um, lo love the brand G Fuel, and I want to get this done. And they literally signed me on the spot, which is awesome. Wow. So that would be my advice. If you want to get signed by any company, it, unless you're massive in the space, it's really tough to get through to somebody. So I would show up to an event, approach them with what you got, why you want to be a part of the brand, talk to somebody face-to-face. -face. That's the best way you're ever going to get anything done. And that's how life works just in general. We always have a connection with somebody yeah. we talk with face-to-face. -face. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and especially, you know, when you get linked up with somebody that 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 knows it, that, you know, you know a person that knows a person, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's you know, the best that, place to be. Man. <laughs> It's real nice and easy to ride somebody else's credibility into another, yeah. <laughs> another thing, you know. <laughs> but definitely, man, you know, because I like I, I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of other content creators, you know, they, they they've reached out to me and stuff, and they're just like, man, you know, you 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 you're doing this and doing that. I said, man, I'm not doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm not even really doing nothing. Like I, I do what I want when I want because I'm only just I'm really just doing this for fun. You know, I enjoy yeah, yeah. what I'm doing. You know, I'm my mission is not out to to get you know brand deals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I I, I make I make my money otherwhere. You know, I, I make my money in crypto and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's not my mission, but you get other people that are like, you know, I I want to get, you know, I want to get to that level. And it's like, man, you know, it, it's you 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 got you gonna have to change up your strategy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's like people don't want to they don't want to put in the time to 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 study people that have made it. You know Bro, what I'm well, saying? The truth is that all of us that love doing it did it without money you know for a yeah. long time um for the, you know for the most part we all did it without money i have i don't even know how many pieces of content that I, I i truthfully i have no idea how many pieces of content that i have i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna assume that i have over five thousand pieces of content that i've personally uploaded to the internet let me see even my my youtube channel i haven't uploaded in years it has two 2.3 so 2300 videos on my main youtube channel um, I don't know if that counts private and unlisted videos. So yeah. I imagine it's it's more if I count that. And then I had a second channel that got deleted that had a thousand pieces of content on it. Uh, my TikTok probably has a thousand pieces of content on it. Uh, yeah. My Instagram has 500. Uh, and then how many tweets have I put out? A hundred thousand tweets. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, so it's like, dude, I have so much. And then that's not even counting all the other stuff that I've been involved in as far as other people's content. Yeah. I would be doing this regardless. And I've proven that I would be doing it regardless because I, I did it for years without any money, you know? Yeah. So if you're not having fun with what you're doing, the chance of you making it are very slim. It's, it's a lot of this is like a passion project. And now that there's money involved, you see a lot of people get involved for the money. Yeah. And unless they're like serial entrepreneurs or really like finance guys or something, you're never going to make, you're never going to make this a full-time job without passion and even those guys have a passion for money right so yeah. you definitely have to have a passion for it before it ever will you know pay you out yeah yeah definitely i, I definitely get that man it, it's it's a lot of people fall to the wayside man because i mean like say this is it this whole thing is a lot tougher than 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 what you expect you know and you know just just seeing you know the efforts and stuff you know that that you go through so so my you know one question I, I would have for you is is like how much time not necessarily content creation but how much time do you put into like editing clipping like you know stuff like that 
So I don't make as much content these days as I was. I would like to get back to a place where I'm making yeah. content all the time. But bro, it, it used to be the only thing I did all day long. Like I'm, and now I'm kind of back in the place. I think I uploaded like, I probably uploaded like, I mean, if we're just straight up saying content, uh, I'm not going to count like Instagram stories or tweets or anything like okay. that. But as far as just content this month, I've done like 30 pieces of content, like as far as like YouTube shorts or whatever, something something in that range, maybe 40, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let me see. Bro, I'm really trying to see how much this is. Hold on. I'm going to tell you because I want to give you an honest, <laughs> I want to give you an honest thing. Uh, six times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine what's six times nine is that 54 something like that yeah so so 50 plus pieces of content i put up this month and um you know it could take one video could take anywhere but now my content's a lot different it's not like i'm sitting and editing it's like bro i'm out like i was at the power stop event uh yeah. in the ufc event last week and i was at the super bowl so i have to make the time to be at all these events and then i have a cameraman and then little stuff gets edited and then i'm on other people's streams and stuff but when I was grinding content nonstop, dude, you're really doing it at any, like at all your waking hours, you know? And, and that, that's what it is. And even now, man, um, I'm not even doing it full time and I'm still really spending, I, my screen time is like eight hours a day. And most of that is spent doing something productive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you have a, you have a, like a, a team of people that, that help you out. Uh, I, I have, I have, teams available um but okay. i'm not always using them i i still edit most of my own stuff sometimes i'll get other people like if i'm running behind on stuff i'll have editors um uh but really i still 90 percent of the stuff is just me you know still and i have agencies and management and people i work with but i feel like that's mostly if needed you know i don't have once i once i get in i just did a little uh a small deal with kick uh so once that kicks in <laughs> kicks in I'll be, uh, i didn't even mean to say that i'm so wow my brain is just firing you know i got 200 iq over here uh once that kicks in i'll definitely have an uh more of a full-time editor and stuff because i just will not have the time and then i'll have a full-time camera guy and stuff like that uh but yeah 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 so so yeah. what would be well i, I don't know if you want to answer but you know what would be your estimated you know Maybe even, I don't know, maybe not even like right now. How how much do you think that you've put out like it or maybe at the height of your content creation, you know what I'm saying, that you've put out for like search streaming services, whatever the case may be, that you were like your output for the month. Because, you know, in, in a business, you, you got to do some investing into yourself and investing into your business to grow it. So w what what type of numbers do you think that that you saw? As far as... um how many pieces of content I'm putting out? No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as like what you've had to spend as far as like, uh, like say if you had to, to download this editor, you had to download, you know, uh, or using streaming services like the paid versions. Or, oh, okay. You know so how saying? much money I've spent on content creation. Yeah. Yeah. How much would you say a month that you would, you know, the most that I've, I mean, I want to say like, uh, shoot, man. Like if I, if I'm doing like giveaways or if I'm, uh, spending money on making certain types of videos or traveling to events or whatever, like $10,000 in a month. I've done that more times than I can count, like 10 K a month I've put into it. But then, you know, wow. obviously there's, and there's months that uh, that pays back. And then there's a lot of months. It doesn't bro. You know? What yeah. I mean? so, yeah. Yeah. 
But hey, you gotta spend money to make money, champ. Hey, that's what they say. Cause uh, uh, you know, uh, we, I was reading a thing on Mr. Beast, and you know, as, as much money as he's made, he puts out, he spends lots and lot. I'm mean, like six figures, seven oh, yeah. figures on on you know his his giveaways and shows. I mean, of course, he he gets some of that back. You know, he gets that back in revenue. You know, ads. You know, yeah, whatever the case may be. But man, just to to know that that you know it it takes money to to make money you know for sure i think that uh his first brand deal like his first major brand deal was for 10k and he put all that into one video and he kept none for himself yeah wow so i've definitely had months um where i put my whole month's paycheck back into content like not knowing if i could make rent that month but i took all that money and i put it into content and as long as you know as long as you're making quality stuff and you have a passion for what you're doing, it, it will pay off. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even next month or in six months, but it, it does come back eventually. You know, if you're, yeah. if you stick with it, you can't do it. It can't be a one-time thing. It has to be a committed thing bro. And Mr. Beast, the money gets so ridiculous nowadays, but I mean, even besides him, like I have, I have friends and I have friends that we all like know, like if I say their name, we'd all know them. I'm not going to blow up their spot too much, but yeah. I have friends that were making, you know, good money and when i say good money i mean like two million dollars a month but in their bank account they only had a hundred grand because the rest of it goes back into content you know what i mean like you make two million a month and you have nothing to show for it like besides my next video got three million views you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) but that's the game it's almost like a gamble in some sense but you can really stack the odds in your favor by doing that continuously because the whole thing is not going viral once it's going viral continuously multiple times because you have to build a familiarity with your audience right you have to be able yeah. to build a a, a a friendship and you have to build a relationship with your audience and the way that happens is by them seeing you more often to see you more often you have to go viral more often it's not enough yeah. to have one viral video especially with tiktok or youtube shorts nowadays or reels you could have a viral anybody could have one viral but yeah. the trick is get a lot get go viral once go viral once a month go viral twice a month yeah and then from there people get familiar with you i've i've had you know i'm not even like i said i'm not even that popular i think my personal brand has a few million followers i think i have two million on tiktok i think i have half a million on youtube uh half a million on instagram and i've been viral you know i've been super viral like and i don't know what you want to consider viral is is a video with a hundred thousand views viral is a video with five hundred thousand views viral or is it a million views i'm not sure what's considered viral nowadays to me, yeah. if I see somebody, I think it depends, I guess, on your channel size and then your yeah. view. But to me, if you have 100,000 views on a video, that's viral to me. You know, yeah. like you went viral. Hey, you a, those... a thousand is viral to me, baby. I'll... Hey, let's go. A thousand... <laughs> Bro, imagine a thousand people in my house right now. I'd be like, yo, get yeah. out. <laughs> Too many of you. You know, so for sure, man, it's just the, the trick is to go viral just more often. And then you build that, that, that. Uh, familiar face with the audience yeah. you know i have so many people nowadays that come up and they go like this bro you look so familiar and i'm like <laughs> thank you like that's good that's a good place to be don't even know my name but you know i look familiar yeah that that means it's going in a good direction absolutely absolutely so i i have i have two questions that i asked uh ask my guests you know because this is called behind the bullshit right mm-hmm. so uh Throughout your journey, throughout your career, you've, you know, you've encountered situations that that were 
maybe one particular situation that may be either positive or negative. So you got you got some positive shit that you just like, man, it's some bullshit. But you know what? This actually helped me progress. And then you got an instance, let's say an instance where it was like, man, I went through some bullshit and this was just totally just uncalled for. You know what I'm saying? So what what would be your positive bullshit moment? <laughs> my pile are we going positive and a negative yeah. one yeah yeah absolutely it's like man this is some bullshit but you know what it, hey this worked out in my favor <laughs> oh, oh, oh okay okay i got i got one i got one for that that's funny um i got called for my face temper fight you know uh i got called on uh sunday night uh-huh and they were like yo do you want to be the main event of misfits three you're going to be fighting a guy by the name of Salt Poppy. And I was like, oh, dope. Yeah, I'll do it. And then I was scared because he was going to murder me because he don't play. He don't play no games out here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's much better boxer than I am. So I was like, ah, oh, four days notice. He's, uh, he's had a full camp. He's had two fights this year or whatever. All right, I'm in. And then uh, they switched it to face temper and we were supposed to be the co-main. Yeah. And then. We ended up being like I don't know, like the fourth fight or something instead. But I think we should we still should have been co-main. They didn't realize that how big Phase Clan is in the U.S. I think we should have still yeah. been high up. But either way, I took that fight on Sunday night. They called me and asked me if I would do it. Monday morning, they sent me a contract. I signed for that fight, and then I fought him on Saturday. So <laughs> it's kind of some BS, dude. This man's he had I think he had two fights already that year, and. Temper's my guy, by the way. Like, literally, I've slept on his couch more times than I can count. Yeah. And uh, he also has been doing striking stuff since he was, like, 15. So he had been boxing seriously for, I think, two years. But he had been doing, like, striking for 10 years or more, you know? So yeah, it was kind of some BS. I knew I knew going into it, it was not going to be a W for me in the sense of, oh, I'm going to beat this guy. <laughs> um, I got – yeah, so – that was a BS, but it really turned around in my favor because at least I made a bag off of it. You know, I made yep. a little bag, something slight, and okay. then also put my name back out into the scene. Um, and I only I only accept the big fights. You know, I only fight top top guys in the space, top G's as they say, <laughs> top G's baby, <laughs> top G gang, buddy. Yeah, only a top G. You know, <laughs> so that would be my positive one. Okay. Okay. So let's let's flip that. What about your negative bullshit moment? Oh, bro, I've had so many negative moments, I guess, and I think that uh shoot. I mean, I think that we've all had negative moments, man. There's there's some that are personal negative moments that I will not delve into at this particular time, but I probably will okay. in the future when I put out a book. People okay. are going to be like, "Whoa, okay. this is so that was crazy." <laughs> uh Bro, I don't even know, man. I'm really bad with with negative moments or regrets or things like that because I think that everything kind of happens for a reason, right? I, or at okay. least you could give a reason to everything for happening. And I've definitely had some negative moments where maybe um, I, I spent too much money or I got kind of like screwed over with money or, you know, things were supposed to happen that didn't. Yeah. But you always find a way around that and – as long as you keep pursuing uh, the path, right. You end up coming out in a good way on the other side. So I don't think that I have a particular instance of a super negative moment that was just straight BS. Um, but have I had them? Yes. And have I had a lot? 
Also, yes. And anybody who's been in this for a while will tell you it's not an easy path to take. But I was like, she's going to, yo, if you're going through hell, keep going. You got to get out of there, bro. You know, so that's what I'll say. So uh, do you see, all right, so do you see, because I, I know, uh, what was it, Koa Combat starting to get, you know, is getting real popular. Do you see you, yourself fighting anybody from that side? Oh, over in Karate Combat. Um, yeah. yeah, we can talk a little bit about the fighting stuff. Um, I actually have worked with Karate Combat guys. We uh, we were in talks, and we still have, we still are in talks, but we haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, uh, to do a Happy Punch Karate Combat uh, event. So like a full event where it would be uh, Karate Combat X Happy Punch. Yeah. Uh, so that is something that we would do. I would fight on Karate Combat if, you know, I'm friends with all those guys. If they brought me the right opponent with the right numbers, I would yeah. definitely do it. That sounds fun to me. And I, I like the fact that there is a little bit of ground play in there as well. And I think that you could utilize that. And now that the space has opened up so much, I mean, you see all these guys wanting to be on influencer cards or involved with influencer boxing. Obviously, the the yeah. uh, you know what? Like, can we talk about that for a second? Is that yeah. cool? Yeah, absolutely. So we started with the Lone Paul KSI thing back in 2018. We started that wave. It was kind of supposed yeah. to be a one-off event, and then Jake Paul kept doing it. He fought Gib. Uh, he moved on to fighting professional boxers. There was a few little side influencer things that happened. Then yeah. in 2020, we saw that big uh, social gloves event with TikTokers versus YouTubers. Yeah. Uh, that's Austin McGroom event. Uh, Jarvis made his appearance on that. I was actually supposed to fight on the card. It was originally supposed to be in Vegas, and I was supposed to fight on that, um, which would have been cool. They moved the event to, I think they moved it to Miami, so I ended up not fighting on it. And then from there, it just kind of kept going. Misfits, of course, developed in 2022. And that's the major one that everybody knows of and sees now. It's like the it's like the goat level, right? People think of everything. Yeah. They think of uh, they think of like when you think of MMA, you think of UFC. But yeah. there's other things like PFL, Bellator, one. Uh, there's all these other ones that are not the uh, tip top of the spear like like UFC is. And that's what I would compare Misfits to being like. Misfits is like being in the NBA, right? Uh -huh. Of influencer boxing. But then there's these other ones as well. Um, and now you see uh, Aiden Ross coming out with his boxing events, right? So Aiden yeah. Ross is doing these big numbers on his streams. Yeah. Uh, you see major guys like like rappers wanting to be involved. I think uh, I'm not really good with names, but there's a um, what is his name, Jermel Churlo or something? Do you know? Do you know this guy? He's like a major boxer. Mm. Uh uh He wants to be involved with uh, Jermel Jermel Jamal Charlo. Wants to be involved with um, Aiden Ross's boxing. So now you got mainstream guys being involved with it. You saw Logan Paul fight uh, Mayweather. You saw Deji fight Mayweather. So everybody's dipping their hands into the influencer scene because people see how big it is. And even guys like Mike Tyson saying that influencer boxing has made boxing relevant again to the new generation, yeah. right? So yeah, I think that we've done something and it's cool to be part of something as big a, as a wave of this is that even the mainstream guys have to give credit to it. Everybody in the industry knows who Jake Paul is now. Everybody, everybody in the industry knows Logan. Everybody yeah. in the industry knows KSI and Deji, and they all know all these influencer boxers. And um, did you, uh, did you see the recent uh uh, uh, uh Ben Armstrong fight? <laughs> which which one? No, I did not. Yeah, it's Ben Armstrong, Crip Bit Boy. <laughs> Oh yeah, Bit Boy. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah, that on yeah. Karate Combat. Yeah, yeah. That was actually good. 
That was fun. <laughs> It was pretty good, man. You got, you know, even Bryce Hall with Bare Knuckle. You know, Bryce Hall's uh, one of the owner of owners of BKFC now, and he okay. fought Bare Knuckle, which is crazy. That's like absurd. And um, I was actually in talks with BKFC to do a BKFC event before Bryce. Uh, so I was talking to them a couple months before Bryce made his debut. And now, for those of you that don't know, there's another Bare Knuckle. I don't even know how much it, I think it's public, but I oh no, yeah, Bryce just leaked it. So. Bryce is fighting bare knuckle again. And um, I just recently was with him in Vegas and it looks like I'm going to be participating on the same card uh, as him in April wow. in bare knuckle. So, uh, you know, nothing's wow. in contract yet, but I have agreed to do a bare knuckle fight in April, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> well, Hey, well, I'm glad we got, we, Hey, we got your pretty face on, on camera today. Cause <laughs> Oh yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's still okay. He's gonna, he's gonna look all right. So hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey man, I've I've seen some of them bare knuckle bouts, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> bro. Oh yeah. Sometimes it gets a little bit wild. We'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. But the cool thing about bare knuckle is that it's much more akin to a fight than boxing is. You know, boxing you get the yeah. big gloves, and if somebody's really well developed in the boxing aspect, they can get a, away with a lot of um, uh, dodging, dipping, ducking, diving, and dodging behind the gloves yeah. you know but the bkfc almost favors an mma mindset a little bit more than it does boxing mindset to some degree because you really move the use your hands a lot to get, uh, manipulate somebody or get out of the way or whatever it's i i think that and even objectively by experience you can see that a lot of the mma guys come over and they actually win a lot more than some of the boxing guys we've seen guys cross over to bare knuckle from mma and guys cross over from boxing, and it seems like the MMA guys have much more wins under their belt than boxing does because of the fact that it's much more like a fight than it is a boxing match, you know? Yeah. So, and I would consider myself uh, more of a fighter than I would a boxer. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know with all these influencer, bo uh, you know, bouts and stuff like that, you know what that reminds me of? There was a video game back in the day. It was called... Uh, Man, it was called Def Jam Icon. Vendetta. Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah, Vendetta. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I play that. <laughs> me, and, me and all my hood rat friends in the <laughs> doing doing gang-related activities playing a lot of Def Jam. <laughs> but that was dope because you know you had all your you had all the stars, you know. I think my, my favorite person to play with was like I think it was Nelly, if I remember correctly. But oh, yeah, yeah, man, it, it was uh Having that, you know what I'm saying, was was kind of cool. And just seeing all this, like, you got these just regular, you know, well, they're regular people. Everybody's regular people. But, you know, yeah. you got you got these influencers that, you know, they're so popular and everything. And they're getting, they're hopping in the ring now. They're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do more than just, uh, uh you know, entertain you on the screen. We're going to entertain you in the ring, baby. And I'm like, man, this is, I don't know, man. For me, it's kind of, I guess you would call it nostalgic of, of just remembering that, that, you know, that game of, 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 you know, having your 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 favorite popular people get into a you know get into a fight. <laughs> well, that that's what it is, man, and, that, and, and that's it's like uh. Well, you remember Celebrity Deathmatch, the show, yes. the show. It's kind of like that. It. It's kind of like that, yeah. but for real, you know, but without the death part. Without but, <laughs> without the death part. <laughs> but it is it is like that, man. You're really seeing a lot of these guys that you're familiar with to some degree. And if you're not familiar with them, then somebody else is, or you could easily be like, Oh, this guy's got 6 million followers. I'll check him out. Um, yeah. We really, this is the first wave of true 
celebrity boxing that I think that we've ever seen consistently. Like there's always been stuff in the past, like one-off celebrity matches, um, you know, pretty much forever. I think there's always been little things like, oh, in 2002, this actor fought this other actor in a boxing yeah. match for charity. There's always been things like that. But with the, um, with the, with the Misfits thing, with Misfits boxing, this is the first time that we've ever seen consistently celebrity matches you know and people can say whatever they want like the older crowd might say hey you know to us you're not celebrities but to to everybody somebody's yeah. like to anybody somebody's not a celebrity right so like to my grandpa drake is not famous he's like i don't even know who that is but yeah. you know <laughs> right so it, it's all relevant but to anybody who's 30 and under they yeah. pretty much have an idea of who all these people are like they're yeah. like oh yeah, yeah i know who this guy is and now it's gotten so mainstream pretty much everybody knows who logan is or ksi or or um or Jake Paul, right? So yeah, yeah. this is definitely the first time that I think we've ever seen consistent celebrity matches happening because Misfits is happening every what there's it was supposed to be one a month, but really I think it's been like one every other month. But that's yeah, yeah. pretty consistent. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's especially, you know, just being able to line that up, man, because you know, like you said, when it first came out, it was just like it was supposed to just been this one off thing and, and to make a whole brand new industry. You know what I'm saying? That's profit, you know, that obviously is profitable. You keep doing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that is I don't know, man. That's, it's, it's dope. I love <laughs> Bro, it's a lot of fun, man. It's really cool to be involved in, man. It's been one of my favorite Um, last two years have been really uh, or I guess it's only been let me think. It's only been a year and a half, really. Uh, and it's been a, a wild time. I've traveled more and I, I took 150 flights last year or something, you know, so I've traveled more. I've seen more. I've been involved. It, it, it's just so cool to be involved in such big events, man. Every other month I'm sitting ringside in an arena full of thousands of people, you know, whether I'm participating in the match or I'm working behind the scenes with them or I'm doing some happy punch stuff. Yeah. Um, it's cool to be involved in such electrifying events. This is the most electrifying fight of the century <laughs> happening today. I get to do that like every month. It's so it's so fun, man. <laughs> that is awesome. That <laughs> is awesome. So ha have you come across any um I say, you know, because you you know, with that, you got fans that are of the other opponent. Have you ever come across somebody who was like it was like, no, you suck, you know, so and so is gonna whoop your ass, you know. <laughs> Uh, for, I mean, you definitely get a lot of that on the internet. You really don't get it ever in person. Most of the time people see me, they're just excited to see me, you know? Yeah. Um, and even the people, it's so funny. Even the people who talk crazy on the internet are still excited to see you. Like I had this one kid who, bro, just talking crazy to me all the time, bro. Just talking super crazy to me all the time on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you get that sometimes, but every once in a while, I, bro, I get so many comments like that. Like I'll comment on a, happy punch post or whatever and they're like bro you got knocked out shut up bro shut your mouth like irrelevant you know what i mean whatever yeah i pull up to the event bro i take a thousand pictures with fans man and it's it's cool bro i, I love it and, yeah. and one time i did have the 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 closest i i came to experiencing somebody be negative to me i get and they weren't even negative i guess but they're like oh bro over it let me get a picture with you man i was like yo what's good my guy let's get a little picture you know i'm just taking pictures i'm taking pictures with 50 people where there's a little crowd yeah. outside the hotel and I, I like to think of myself as like a, a man of the people so whereas a lot of guys maybe are a little introverted or they don't want to participate in that bro yeah. if i see a crowd of people outside our hotel and typically we have like security outside the hotel and all that i'll go outside i'll hang out with everybody talk to them what was the yeah. first matchup you watched blah, blah blah let's get some pictures 
Uh, I had one kid take a picture with me, and then he goes like this. Yo, it's so good to meet you. This is me. This is me. And he shows me, like, he has screenshots of him just, like, like, cr- like trashing me on Twitter, bro. And he's got <laughs> screenshots of me. He's like, that's me. That's me. I was like, dude, were you you say you're going to knock me out. Like, this is, like, from a week ago, dude. Yeah. And in person, this man's 135 pounds. And, like, small and clearly, like, I, I brother, I could end you right now, today. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, bro, I, bro, I don't want to brag. I'm a big yeah. American man. All right. About six <laughs> foot, about 220. Jiu-jitsu black belt. I'll take you. I'll rip your legs off and eat them, dude. Why are you showing me this? You know, <laughs> but he ended up being very nice. I think in person, it's a little bit different. Uh, number yeah. one thing I get in person besides I'm, I'm nice to everybody is people always go, damn, you kind of big. <laughs> you know? so, what do you think? What do you think? You think this is a game, bro? <laughs> like, man, come on, bro. This is crazy that you would talk so wild to me on Twitter. But yeah, yeah. I, typically everybody's really, really nice in person. And even that, like I would consider that a positive experience. And he was nice to me um yeah. in person but th- you know that's what it is and and to me if you're if you're talking or you're engaging with us at, at, in any way you're a fan of the space and to pretend like you aren't is delusional bro like yeah. i'm a fan of the space man if you're talking about it if you're spending all day going like this jake paul sucks dude he's actually the worst you're actually a jake paul fan yeah so you know <laughs> you know <laughs> like whether they whether you love or you hate, you're supplying this man with fame and money. All right. Absolutely. You seen the Elvis movie? I have not. Watch the Elvis movie. It's great. But Elvis's manager at one point, he's like giving him all this merch because Elvis's manager is the first guy in history, apparently, to come up with the idea of merch. So he oh. made all this I Love Elvis merch, hats, cups, all this stuff. And uh he also made I hate Elvis shirts. And he's like, hey, whether they love you or they hate you, you're going to get paid off of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's like they say, uh, uh, all publicity is good all publicity. All publicity is good publicity, buddy. It's true. That is awesome, man. And, and you know, it's really good to see that, you know, that, that you know, you amongst, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a great deal of others you know are, are you know are pretty humble about where you're at you know what i'm saying you you engage with people you talk to people i mean i mean shit out of nowhere uh you, this guy named dragon rider uh dm'd you and and you had, and you responded man i mean I, I i think that's really really dope because you know a lot of people you know when when they they get to to a certain level man they tend to forget about you know the 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 ones that that was has been following that has watched the career and stuff and and you know as a fan you know when they reach out you know they, then they get ignored they don't want to talk to nobody it's like oh no i'm i'm too important for that let me let my assistant do it you know what i mean so you know for for you to personally actually respond to something and then he yeah come on the show man hey man i, I really appreciate that man it just show, it, it shows you know what kind of guy you are well, I, I appreciate that. Don't give me too much credit, bro. But I, I think that uh, <laughs> don't give me too much credit here, man. Come on, build me up to be something that I'm not here. But I definitely have always been a guy that, like I said, man, I, I did. I started making content because I wanted to be part of a community, you know. And so yeah. I've done podcasts and I've done shows, I, bro. I've done uh, content with people who get 15 views, and I've done content with people who get, you know, a million plus views. Yeah, it's the same to me. I just I I can appreciate the fact that people uh want to have me on and I can appreciate anybody who's making content. I'll walk down the street, bro, 
I live in Vegas, right? So I'll be on yeah. literally just walking down the street. I'll see somebody like vlogging or whatever. I'll be like, oh, yeah. yo, you're vlogging. Yeah. What, what are you vlogging? And they're like, oh, here's my YouTube channel. I don't care if it has a million subscribers or, or, or six. I'm like, all right, bro, let me hop in the video. Yo, this guy right here is my favorite guy I've ever met in Vegas who's got a that vlog camera dope. and who's filming. Everybody subscribe, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I love I love yeah, that. That is dope, man. <laughs> People get so caught up in the who's big and who's not and who's better and who's not. Yes. And we forget, bro, we're all, we're all part of the same the same thing. We all, we're all very similar at the end of the day. If you make content and I make content out of the human race, we're like, we got a lot in common, buddy. Let's talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I haven't always had, had success though, man. There's been a couple of times where, uh, you know, I reach out to somebody and they're like, yeah, hit me up when you got a few thousand more subs. And I'm like, damn, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, Shit. it's never. So for me, it's never about, the subscriber count or the following count i truthfully bro i have no idea how many followers you have for all i know you might have 14 million i have no idea yeah. uh I, I i i promise you i don't even know i have no i have zero clue but to me it's kind of about more the enthusiasm for it and um maybe consistency the only thing that i would ever think about like and it's not i i'll I, I don't even know if it's true bro i'll go on your channel i don't care if you got one video or a thousand i guess but the only thing I can think in my head is like, if you want me to, um, like, if you're like, yo, let's collab, let's do something. And I see that you have only four posts up then I'm like, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I still will come onto your channel, um, or onto your page or whatever. But as far as like people hitting me up saying a lot of people want handouts or like, yo, I want to sponsor or yo, can you do this for me or whatever? But I really do want to see some consistency as far as like, I want to see that somebody's really doing this. You know, I don't want, Yeah, I, that's the biggest thing to me is I would never tell somebody to get more subscribers or whatever. I might tell somebody though, if I'm like busy or whatever it is, I might say, Hey, get 10 episodes up and then I'll come on. I might do okay. that, but that would, that's not asking much of anybody. That's like, Hey, you love doing this. Keep yeah. doing it. I'll come on in two weeks. If you love doing it so much, you know? Okay. Like, hey, that's fair. That, that, and that, I think that's super fair, man. And, and, yeah. and realistically the amount of times i've done that is almost none but that's the only thing that i can think of that i would tell somebody hold up wait a minute yeah something ain't right you know i, <laughs> I get that man i get that so um man we've been at this for about an hour man I, I know you're a super busy guy uh you know what what would be one thing uh i mean i, I know you, you said a lot of great stuff but what would be one thing that that you would tell like an up and coming, uh, you know, maybe not even upcoming, just somebody who's uh, getting into content creation, like, like what would be like just some advice? You're never going to make it. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to make it, dude. Look at the amount of people that make content on the internet a hundred million or more make yes. consistent content you will never ever make it ever just quit <laughs> and from there i'll say you're either inspired or he's like fuck you i'm gonna do i'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm, gonna show, yeah, I'm gonna show this guy hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah get up get upset or get inspired dude right now but seriously hey, if I you like want to do it get consistent have a schedule like you said you you like dude i was doing five videos a week 
uh, that that's really good. And you're on a consistent schedule. The biggest thing to me is consistency. So that means, and consistency can mean anything, bro. For me, it meant I was making three videos a day, every day. And I did that with YouTube when I was grinding YouTube. Yeah. Uh, when I was grinding TikTok, I was doing three videos a day on TikTok. That was consistent for me. For you, it might be five times a week. But if you're going to do five times a week, stay consistent five times a week. Don't say I'm going to do five times a week and then do once a week sometimes and twice a week or whatever. Yeah. Do that five times a week. And then also, you know, network with other people. So if you got 100 subscribers, go make friends with other people who have 100 subscribers. Go, you know, um, collab with people. Get out there. Meet other people. Be consistent. Utilize all the platforms to your advantage. Reels, shorts, uh, TikTok. My YouTube channel is essentially dead. I haven't uploaded there since 2018 or something. I just came back, you know, a couple weeks ago. I'm uploading. Um, and now this month I'm going to have a million views this month on my YouTube channel because I've been uploading shorts like consistently a couple a day. So yeah. anybody could do that. Um, you just have to, you know, be ready to treat it like a passion project until it becomes a job and you can do it and anybody could do it. it just depends on if you want to, you know, yeah. just like anybody can go and learn how to be a jujitsu black belt, dude. But you know who does it is the people that do. There you go. You know, there you go. I love it, man. I love it, man. But like I say, hey, look, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, it's, this has been a blast. Uh, we have to do this again later. I'm at, at, we want, hey, I'm gonna bring you back after the bare knuckle fight. So we, <laughs> yeah, 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 get ten thousand subscribers first, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, block that guy. Whoever said that, block him. I did actually. I actually unfollowed. This, I, I, unfo I unfollowed and blocked everything. So I was just like, man. I was like, man. We are not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny good <laughs> yeah i was like you little turd man you ain't gonna miss this one <laughs> delete delete you know <laughs> good i didn't even want you on anyway <laughs> hey, hey pretty much hey, pretty much the feeling man you know <laughs> but uh man i hey, like i say i really appreciate your time and effort man you this, this has been awesome uh been a really really great guest man and uh definitely man we we'll have to link up sometime later and uh um and, and do it again man yeah i'm definitely down bro let let me know let me know maybe after the fight dude i'll come in and my eye will be all big like this <laughs> You know, like, look, look, I told you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, told, I told you, hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm show up. Hey, I'm gonna have a side by side, I'm gonna have your pretty face, and then I'm gonna have the busted face. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to get out there and do that, not do that fighting stuff no more. I'll let him know, <laughs> like my grandma, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's awesome, man. Man, it, 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 like I say, it's awesome to see your progression, man, through through everything, and and you know everything that you're still doing man and still steadily progressing man you you ain't stopped and and you know it's it's just that makes you one of the you know one of the like I say one of the great ones man because you just you continue to do it you continue to follow you know your dreams your passion you know whatever the case may be you know but like you out there grinding man you're doing it and you know especially with these fights man i can't wait to see the i'm gonna definitely be one one i may not be there but i'll be watching it somewhere so hey, my guy. yeah, whether you're moving at a hundred percent pace forward or you're moving at a five percent pace forward, as long as you can keep it moving, because trust me, dude, there's been a lot of times, whether it's because my personal life or whether whatever it is that I haven't been able to move at the pace that I want to move at, but I've tried to consistently move forward no matter what, whether you're taking, you know, 
whether you're sprinting that mile or you're taking a few steps towards that mile, just keep it going. You know, that's a big, yeah. that's big advice too. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, um, I appreciate everybody who stopped by the channel to watch and who's going to be watching. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go shoot Mr. Overt uh, a follow, like, subscribe on all his platforms. Make sure you watch all his fights, man. Hey, definitely. He's, he's a, a, a guy to, to watch, man. Very entertaining. Uh, if you haven't already for me, Make sure you shoot me like, follow, subscribe on all the platforms this is streamed on. I'd really appreciate it. Um, this has been brought to you, uh, powered by uh, Rio.stream. Rio is an upcoming platform. It is a platform aggregator. So if you have a Twitch or YouTube, load it. Just just uh, uh, connect your accounts to Rio. You have to create an account but on Rio. But connect your accounts, and anybody on the Rio platform can watch your channels and stuff, and they really support small streamers. So if you've ever got less than five uh, uh, watchers at one time, you will get put into the featured uh, small streamer carousel to help you get more views. And, and you also get all your analytics. You get all your comments. You get, every, you get all the bonuses of... of you know, of your, your followers, your watchers or whatever. And, you know, through this single platform, this has also been brought to you by links crypto app. It's the best app because it's, I'm the co-founder of no, it's seriously low. It's a, a great uh, DeFi portfolio viewer. Uh, if you're into crypto, you know, definitely give links a try. Uh, it, it's, it's a great tool to have in the crypto space. That's links crypto.app and this has also been brought to you by playnacl.com the north american Coll collegiate league is an esports organization and entertainment organization that hosts video games tournaments and league play for universities college offering scholarship prizes and 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 stuff like that man we're doing a lot of great work over at play NACL. definitely go check it out and if you are a brand definitely check it out we have a lot of great uh clients that uh that 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 work with us and uh they are oh you ain't even looking <laughs> that are you know that that we basically represent and can ex help to represent your brand and bring your brand into uh esports and beyond so with that being said really appreciate you we will see you next time even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Hustle out, hustle every single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave. Through the system, I don't wanna be a slave. I've been doing shit. You better watch out if you ignite him, he's a road ahead of full prophecy To be the greatest beast the world has ever seen I feed him every day